hello and welcome everybody and thank you for taking that look underneath the coffee table to the last place you had to look to find the lost remote podcast i am zach and joining me as always are brian and arthur this week we're going to go back in time and dive into my bloody valentine this movie starts off in valentine's bluff nova scotia where they're gearing up for their first valentine's day dance in 20 years the last time they tried to have a valentine's dance the mine that the town works with it collapsed and trapped six men down below and they dug it out and five people or five people passed and one survived harry warden harry went a little crazy and uh, the next year for the valentine's dance eliminated the people that he thought were responsible for the mine collapse and then was committed to a psychiatric hospital fast forward 20 years and the town decides it's time to have another valentine's dance and Harry finds out about it and shows up, and soon people start dying. Will the town survive, or will the mine collapse? Guys? What, Arthur? <laughs> Nothing. Sorry, that was unrelated to you. I was looking at mine accidents on Wikipedia. <laughs> you motherfucker. <laughs> All of a sudden, you're like... <laughs> I was like, I don't know. No, we're good. That's let's keep let's let's roll with it, Zach. Like yeah, that's yeah. uh, you. It all stays <laughs> in. You let my face interrupt your flow. So, uh, what were you what were you about to say? Were you about to open up to uh, to the yeah, to the floor? Yeah, let's open this up to the floor, guys. And uh, what did y'all think of my bloody Valentine's? Brian, go for it. Oh, oh, goody, I get to start. Well, okay. So last week, I'm just gonna start off by saying this. Last week, so, so people get to understanding me as a person when it comes to these horror movies last week zach mentioned that this movie scared him as a kid and uh you know i i get it but for me as a kid and uh, as an adult i don't find like when it's just a regular guy going around killing people i understand that that's a, a scary proposition that somebody's out there to get people and kill them but at least it's you're on usually the same playing field as that person for the most part so it doesn't just a regular guy just a regular guy you know it's he's a looking for you you know uh, uh that those movies don't tend to scare me they i tend to classify those as a, a thriller more than a more than a horror Okay, and yeah, let me clarify why this movie scared me as a kid. I was, um, we just moved into the house my parents currently live in, and uh, I was, so I was six or seven years old, and my brother, who's five years older than me, um, we shared a bedroom, and he trapped me into watching this, and what actually <laughs> terrified me was the first time when they open up the, uh, the Valentine's box, and it's a heart, and it terrified me that someone was out there killing people, cutting their hearts out, and giving them as gifts. No, 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 I get it. Yeah, I and just it, I, yeah. Keep going. I, I, I was really nervous about watching it because I just remember the visual when I was a kid, you know, and I was like, oh, I know it's not going to be as bad, but it just took me a second to, you know, pull it up and to take the watch. So, so you had a hard time watching this. I can't stop dancing because Brian said thriller. That's what I'm <laughs> grooving out to in my head right yeah. now. Uh, did did you get any of the same kind of flashback terror from it, or you kind of settled in, Zach? Oh no, I, I, I you know, whenever that I had that 
little bit of anxiety when you're building up. And I knew, and you know, like I said, I haven't seen this movie in 30 years, but I knew it was in a pickup. He opens up the Valentine's box and there's the heart. And so I had that little anticipation. And I was like, huh, okay. Let's, and you know, just yeah. kind of. Was there any on. anxiety on school Valentine's ever? No. <laughs> no, no, not at all. Not, well, not from someone wanting to kill me and cut my heart out. But. Right. Uh, I mean, just the normal. Yeah, no, I, can <laughs> I got you. But yeah, uh, I didn't know if there was any kind of like, I mean, I guess I don't want to veer off into another movie. Yeah, but Zach and I weren't in even box. in high school when that happened in Weatherford. <laughs> <laughs> How old do you think you would have been if you know kind of the date of the move and stuff? Uh, whenever I watched this movie? Yeah, for the first time. I was either six or seven. It was, we moved into that okay, house. I thought you said in something the, about uh, five years later. No, 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 no. We moved up. My brother's five years older than me. So I would have been six or seven. He'd have been 11 or 12. And it was right around, you know, Christmas break, which uh, my birthday's in early January. So uh, it was right around that time when my birthday was around, when I watched it for the first time. Hmm. Brian, was this a first timer for you? Yes, it was. Mm hmm. Yeah, and and I got a I got a really big Scooby Doo vibe off this movie. I was waiting <laughs> for the mystery machine to pull up and solve the mystery of the killer in the mine. Yeah, uh, like I, I, don't go in there. I, yeah. I kind of thought that, um, and I didn't remember how the movie ended from when I seen it, where I saw it as a child. But I kind of, when I was watching, I was like, ah, oh, there's no way it's Harry Warden. <laughs> so, I was yeah. willing to go along with that ride, actually. And then when I started realizing, oh, they I, did it again. I want to, so, okay, for me, and we'll get into little bits about it. We're doing the, the thing where we kind of lay it out right at the front. But, like, yeah, I almost wish it had been, like, the night he came home again. <laughs> like, yeah. Um, yes, you know, for the Harry Warden thing, because he had come back, sounds like, you know, at least the once he was always kind of like a looming threat. It's like the movie that we could have had might have been more fun. Yeah. Uh, so for me, this is my second time. And I think the first time has been within the last three years. And it reminded me of another one that we did recently. I can't think of which one where it was like, I watched it and it didn't quite register. And this time I was trying to figure out why, because there's a ton of stuff I like. And this time it really hit me that, like, who's the protagonist? Is it the cop? Who do we spend the most time with? It's like we have four of them. Well, I would say that there's no one real protagonist in this movie. It is... Yeah. I mean, the closest, really... I. Uh, <laughs> Okay, folks, the the dudes, because this is the time when, I don't know, I guess there's always been the survivor chick. This wasn't, this isn't one of those survivor girl movies. This isn't, um, it's just people, an ensemble of people who are just living their lives in a mining town, and it's Valentine's, and the couples are going out to celebrate, and they're finally able to celebrate Valentine's Day. Uh, in public, like a public affair, because for, for an unknown reason, unknown reason to them, they can't. I, I think this makes more of the case for 
maybe not even just the final girl, but at least uh, like take a look at like um, killer clowns from outer space. There's not a final girl situation there, mm-hmm. but at least there's like a core group you're following the whole way through. Yeah, I think so. There's there's like a pro and a con. Uh, you get again like that authentic looking minor town or mining town where you've got like all these different people that feel like they fit in there and they all like there's mustache dude that's really fun and stuff like that but like i because it lacks someone to follow along as close because it's more like the you know the old cop or the old sheriff or whatever he is just warning people not to do the dance again because harry could come i have a hard time kind of glomming in until like the little the pops happen like i'm just not as invested in this one i feel yeah we had we had two separate storylines we had yeah we we had the officials of the town worrying about the events unfolding that they knew was going on there were deaths already before even the night of the party and then we have the other story which is and and i'm I'm terrible with names with movies i haven't watched a whole bunch but um the dude who went off without so much as telling anybody goodbye and then he came back to town and his main squeeze that he was with when he was in town is now with someone else and they're having issues you know dealing with that you know and she's seems unsure which she really shouldn't be because most women probably wouldn't forgive someone for just running out on them without so much as a goodbye or phone calls or letters or anything yeah, so it's yeah, kind of a weird situation. So we got these two different storylines. One of them is telling us about the threat to the town and anyone who celebrates Valentine's. And then the other storyline is here's the people of what they're doing in the meantime until the actual events occur. You yeah. know, that, you know, the actual crew of victims and survivors, whatnot. Yeah. So it's kind of hard. Yeah, when you're talking about TJ when he takes off yeah, and TJ. leaves Sarah and uh to quote Freddie versus Jason without so much as a goodbye handshake. Yeah. <laughs> uh, right. But yeah. And I don't see in that. The one thing I have a problem with is kind of how TJ is in this. And he is a bit of a douche. Yeah. What do you expect? You just bolted and left everybody and yeah. fell flat on your face, trying to make it on your own, came crawling back and wanted everybody, everything to be how it was before you left. But you're the one that changed the circumstances when you decided just to bolt and go out west, which, I mean, we don't know if they're talking like West Coast Canada or he tried to come to America or what they're talking about. Who knows? But And then, you know, and then he, he gets has a problem with Axel because he just doesn't break up with Sarah, which is the girl and, you know, TJ's ex-girlfriend. Axel just doesn't leave her and wants to keep, you know, the relationship that he's built. But, yeah, they... I mean, it's just kind of hard to feel for. Really, it's kind of hard to feel for TJ or Axel because they're both jackasses. Yeah. Well, I, 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 I what, what's real? But sad at least Axel has dude. a good reason to be a jackass. Yeah, Axel's being like, "Dude, I stuck around. What do you expect? You come back, and you're like, because who, who is TJ, the son of again? Is it like the mayor? The mayor. Yeah. Yeah. TJ's the son of the mayor. Yeah, and so he comes back, and he's pretty much expecting to have. I assume he had a great deal of like small town clout you know and now you pretty much uh, had to start all over again and i like how the mayor makes his son work in the mine he owns (laughs) he came back he's gonna work in the mine 
yeah. yeah. That sucks. Yeah. How, how uh, old do you think people are supposed to be in here? I think they're supposed to be uh, in early 20s. Yeah, I'm going mid to early 20s. Because it's got that like early 80s, and especially with the mining town, the we're all 40. You know, but you know, for the men at least. I mean, I think which actually, makes sense. I probably think I think that like they're supposed to probably actually be in their mid twenties or something because which is towards the end of the movie you see that that you know the big reveal that who the killer is and you see him as a child which was twenty years before. Oh, that makes but, sense. He would have been probably five or whatever there. Four or five. Yep. Yep. Yeah. Okay. Cool. We use uh, math and logic. Mm-hmm. Uh, you know. That one of the things I do like about this is I really enjoy movies where you start off and you have a kill. And yeah. uh, I like that. And this is the dead giveaway that in the first 10 minutes of who the, that Harry is not the killer. Because <laughs> I mean, you really think he's going to sweet talk some, you know, 19, 20 year old girl down to the mines as a 50, 60 year old man. Yeah. Well, that could always I be. I thought that was. Yeah, I thought I thought that was a. Uh... Initially, I thought that was a um, flashback. Yeah, but I don't think it was simply because I think that that well, now is I the know first that. heart that he gives. You know what I mean? Like the first heart that he gives to the mayor. Sorry I think about the, the moment girl. the scene was occurring. Right. Oh, yeah, yeah. When it, it, when it first like occurred. A, yeah. Dude, yeah, it felt like, a, oh, this is something that happens, guys. I do think it's interesting the casting of like Harry does look a lot like our guy that's the red herring and again i'm like brian the the names get kind of swapped especially when the cast doesn't focus as much for me so which dude's the guy who left and came away tj tj left and came back i feel like tj they definitely cast a guy that looked a lot like harry there got a guy like harry they got harry to look a lot like tj so you'd always have it in your mind like it's his son yeah. or something um yeah like the mayor actually took over took up in tj after harry went to jail hey that that could actually have happened you know we it just don't know. looks like him a lot uh, yeah well but i i also another thing i like is and this is always a bad idea for stuff is um you know the police are going to try to hide the murder and when mabel gets killed when she, uh, you know um our minor or killer minor throws well, Mabel's it was, ass it was, into it, the to the washing machine and throws it on steam cycle Hey. He, Mabel had a heart attack. That's what happened. Well, yeah. you know, and someone did attack her heart. It felt totally like, you know, Jaws Mayor stuff, you know? Yes. Like, oh, we got to keep the Valentine's thing going until they're like, no, we can't do it anymore. Yeah. It's not even a big enough to. time, a town, to keep that up. Like, you know, like, it's going to catch up to you, and then what? Yep. Yeah. It's not like the corner's going to be like, okay. That's definitely a heart attack I've seen before. Like you said, as we've seen what her skin looks like coming out of the... Yeah, uh, and... Yeah. Oh, yeah, and I, and the first thing that popped into my head was, oh, the smell. The smell. <laughs> and, and yeah, they, they, uh, they, they, they address that in the movie. <laughs> yep. Is this, uh, hypothetically, is any part of this movie ripped off for Footloose? You know, where the town shouldn't have the dance? Like... <laughs> is that the is somebody was like, you know, they almost got it right in that movie. Yeah, let's let's just I, make it I a like love story. That, mm-hmm. Um did you notice the dates on this as they're going? It was uh uh so I'm I, I think the first murder happened on uh what would be Wednesday the eleventh. Hmm. 
because the first day that you see all the miners and they go to the bar and they're setting up the dance is Thursday the 12th, and then we have a Friday the 13th, and I was just really excited. Oh. Mm. That would have been a sweet treat. Yeah. I no. Yeah, so stuff like that <laughs> takes me, like, multiple, like, engaged viewings to catch on, so I'm always glad when you catch stuff like that. Because I'm just like, ha, 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 someone's in the washer. You know, like. Yeah. <laughs> um, but, but I mean, like, okay, so we've had the kind of Terror Train movie where everything happens off screen. And we've had the uh, basket case where everything happens right inside your mouth on camera. <laughs> it, it was like they kind of did a nice balance i thought in here like there's some like in your face ones and some like oh you know something's coming you know like oh don't open the fridge you know those those are fun along with the in your faces in your face like boiling hot dogs yeah yeah i think pretty much you got to see the start of every murder in this (laughs) of every kill sure well but that's kind of like the problem if they all happen off screen you know where it keeps being like the i found a body you know, yeah. it's if you want to kind of differentiate yourself, you got to have the thing. I I tell you what, I love jumping maybe a little head to like a favorite. It's not the kill, but I guess the favorite after kill that shower. Uh, that was awesome. Where the person's hung up on the shower thing with the water just flowing like they get turned into a fountain. Yeah, and, it's coming out of her mouth. Yeah, that's <laughs> so cool. Not that I want to see it in real life, but it was just really cool on on here. Like it was a great visual for the movie. Ah, man. You kind of want to see more of what happened. Like that's the kind of thing that later Friday the Thirteenth would pick up on, and you get to see the whole thing happen. Yeah. You know, yeah. he, he would. You know, it, something similar would be you punch him on there, and then the last thing is like maybe turn on the water or something. Like so it. That part being off screen, I like I said, it it balanced that well. There's. I feels like with a mind setting, you could have done more horror in the mind, you know, yeah. not just kind of like, like you, you know, you kind of touched on the Scooby-Doo terror, uh, the running over here, there's something running over here. What's going on. Um, you probably could have gotten a little more atmospheric with it, but, um, you know, I, it's, it's kind of right in the middle for me. I think overall yeah. it's a 20 minute way to say that. Yeah, it wasn't bad. I I really enjoyed. There's a lot of little things I enjoyed about it. Uh, you know, um, I liked Hollis, which was the guy with the mustache, the uh, you know Wilford Brimley's son, Hollis. <laughs> I thought he was really right. good in this. Um, and he know, was definitely the one things. I was pulling for. Yeah, yeah. Me too. He was Her- Mike Quigley. Yeah, real shame. <laughs> yeah. I was like, oh, uh, well, you know, the, the coolest dude, the chillest dude, dead. Yeah, the I, keeper of the peace in that group was Hollis. And, you know, when TJ and Axel would start getting into it, Hollis would throw them apart. And yeah, I, I was really disappointed when he, when he got I, shot twice with the nail gun or whatever. Right. I've seen the remake like three or four times now. And I think it's got a little more for me to focus on, and maybe it's got a little more going. It also feels like it, on that one, it overstays its welcome probably by like 15 minutes throughout. Like it could definitely trim up and be a little tighter. 
but the remake's really fun. I would say check it out since you haven't yet. Um, the I like all the characteristics. Like even Harry, you know, left notes. There's a lot of good killer stuff here that I think made it ripe for a remake, right? Like the visual of the mining costume is really good. You know, even though Brian mm-hmm. said it's just a guy, it's a, yeah, it's a yeah. very dominant looking, you know. Yeah, yeah, yeah. It's a very intimidating figure. Plus, you could do the multiple killer thing if you wanted to add the twist with that. Um, there's just yeah, I, I think that would have been fun, a fun twist with this if if it would have been Harry and the actual killer kind of working together. Yeah, yeah, it was a. I had I had troubles with motivations of uh, the actual killer. I was like, um. This is this. It's like they threw it in at the last second, kind of thing. It's like, oh, this is no. Yeah, oh. to go. So one of the things we do sometimes is we'll talk about something without kind of setting the table for it. But yeah, mm-hmm. like with the they discover the face. You know, the guy discovers the face of the person who's the killer, and it's not Harry. And all of a sudden, we get that super eighty style flashback of like how they were created. You know, yep. sometimes it's the start of the movie and you, like in pieces and you don't know which person it is, but you get this flashback of the trauma that made them, you know, in in. Uh, what was I going to say in uh, Sleepaway Camp, you kind of get it tied together that same way, but it's like that quick like, oh, we have to establish childhood trauma. And we've got eight seconds, you know, yeah, it shows was... like this guy's dad yeah. was killed by Harry. And so. This guy doesn't like the uh, Valentine dance either. I wonder if like other dances, he's like, oh, it's the St. Patty's dance. That's fine. I love dances. Yeah. You know, and then the calendar starts to tick away to February. And he's like, I swear to God, if I see one two step, just <laughs> one two step, I will murder everyone in this town. Yeah, you know, I will just start carving out hearts. It, it was, it was, it, it fell flat for me. I was just like, come on, man. This is, yeah. And then they I, made I me real crazy yeah. at the end. It's like, rrr, rrr, get you, I love that. So would you, well, would you I, want the sequel? Would you want the super, you know, super crazy version, like unmasked return to with, with the Valentine's? Because he was missing it yeah. all at the end. Yeah. You could have like, he could have the cool, like the pickaxe, you know, stuck in his shoulder socket or something and he could like have like a swing that'll improve his aim they go with they go with the candy man aspect and just make it a part of his body just Mm -hmm. jam it in Mm. but yeah uh so we'll go ahead and spoil it for everybody right now the killer is axel (laughs) which makes zero sense spoil that zero sense throughout the night well the killer's axel yeah yeah well i mean and and it, yeah, years. it really doesn't make much sense, but if you pay attention when you're watching the movie, it's obvious that the killer is one of two people and not Harry. It's either TJ or Axel. But I kind of landed that it was Axel when I was watching it because just the way he threw TJ's ass around when they got into their little altercation at the beginning of the party. Sure. And then when you see him pick up the girl to stab her on the shower head or the crushed pipe that they're using for shower heads, it was just like, oh, yeah, that's got to be him. Yeah, it was, mm. but it was not a good reveal. And let's talk fun. about oh, how we no, the you know, bl- we didn't like we didn't we don't like TJ either because he's not the coolest guy around. He's he's also a douche. The best the best 
like if 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 you weren't convinced throughout the entire film that he was a bit of a douche, the moment where they think that Axel is drifting off into the water, you guys recall what I'm talking about? Yeah, and they said, TJ, help him. I can't. It's 60 feet deep. I can't. He's my romantic rival. <laughs> that's what yeah, I that's, thought. That's, that's the, the way I said it. Like, We're both alphas. Yeah, I was just I'm like, like come on, man. Dick, you're not even yeah. going to try to give him a hand? It's yeah. 60 feet deep? Okay, you can't jump down and see if you can get him a, a couple feet. The and then... like, he, they just kind of look at him, drift down, which wasn't him, as we know. But, um, yeah. Then they could have figured out it wasn't him if he'd bothered to even grab it. Like, oh, there's no one here. It's just a helmet. Yep. They'd be like, oh, crap, it's, it's, it's Axel. He's got to be the killer. Yep. So the bartender's the real real hero of the movie, right? Yeah, yeah he had a great prank that he was trying to play. <laughs> I really enjoyed that. Very, very, very possibly lethal prank, but yeah. Yeah. Well, go ahead and lay out the prank again. Like I said, like okay. kind of play, so, paint the picture. The uh, bartender, Happy, is telling all these youngins that Harry is coming back to kill him. There's, he knows people have died, and he's coming. He's going to stop this dance, and they're all kind of blowing him off. or you know. And then they cancel the dance, and they're going to have a party, and they, Happy still warns them. They blow him off some more. So Happy goes to the mines and rigs up a suit with a pickaxe that when you open the door, the pickaxe comes up with the suit. And he is testing his little trick, and then he's met by Axel, and he just is slaughtered. Well, I mean, he, he, as much as a, of, of he was he was he was aiming to be the real protagonist of the film until he did it. Yep. He didn't take his own advice. Like yep, he, take... he, the prank was him not taking it seriously. Yep, yeah. take this seriously because Harry can kill us all. Yeah, and then I'm you going to show you little. I'm going to play this joke, and I'm going to die instead. Yep. So, uh, we alluded to it earlier a little bit, but what did you guys think about the uh, the boiled heart, the hot dog heart? It didn't look Brian, too bad. Yeah, I was going to say, Brian, usually uh, zone in on the food in the movies. Would <laughs> I was like, oh, you know, I mean, it looks done. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, you could probably eat yep. that. Yeah, and then we see how observant all these people are that they pull a heart out of boiling water. Oh, someone's sick. And they open a fridge to reveal a dead body, and nobody sees the dead body. It's another Batman villain. Boil face. <laughs> uh, sauce pot. I don't know. Uh, <laughs> Good shot. Yeah, I, so, like, this one, I think this one comes close, like... Like I said, there's cool stuff in it. I it just meanders a little. Yeah, um, and the decisions cool. the decisions people make, like, hey, you know, be fun. What? Let's go down into the mine. Yeah. For for that one, sake. I could see. I could see the girl. Uh, like, yeah, I guess. I, but I, I it, could. The, the dudes should have been more like, no, that is not a place to have fun. But it she is a place worked. to have sex. So I think that's what they were going for. Yeah, well, I would have yeah. been like, you know what? As exciting as all of that would have been, 
I don't think so. Because people do get trapped down there. Some oh, they do. Yep. Yeah, mines are not a place. I I don't want to take away from any PSAs you have, so I won't go further. No, 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 no. Mines are not a playground. It. You won't you touch. <laughs> yeah, like it. Yeah, the, the, that's that's so much of an obvious thing. It's not. Even I know. A PSA. It's like, what? What? I I I would have. I you know, indulging the opposite sex is you know it's it's fun on occasion. It's like yeah, yeah, this sounds like a a fun thing to do, you know, whatever. It won't be a big deal. But but when it comes to stuff like that, I've been like, no. No. But yeah, I like I like having a killer with flair. I like a killer that takes the time to turn some hearts upside down and leave little notes and stuff like that. Like, all that's cool. Tie uh, someone up at the top of the ladder. That yeah. one actually caught me off guard. I was like, who the hell was yep. that? <laughs> Howard. Yeah. <laughs> So, so, yeah, so do you think whenever Axel leaves this, I, I think he went on to his next career, which was uh, working for Hallmark and doing greeting cards? <laughs> because all his little notes with every hearty song. I was going to say drummer for Def Leppard, but, yeah. <laughs> <laughs> I was going to say the guy who framed Harrison Ford. Oh. Sweet treat. Yeah. One armed <laughs> man. I didn't kill my wife. I don't care. Yeah, Brian, you mentioned earlier about uh, the Axel's uh, accuracy with the pickaxe. What did y'all think about the pickaxe versus the snow shovel showdown? That's what I'm talking about. I was like, wow, he is he is really going for that wall. <laughs> all, all I thought was Jeez. neither one of these guys want to hit each other. I mean, yeah, that, that happens sometimes. I'm not going to... I'm was, not gonna. A few misses would have been okay, but that scene was a little long. Yeah, miss, yeah. That, that's miss, what I'm saying. It, for miss, how bad their fight was, miss. it was very long. Yeah, I like the running along the mining train though, and stuff like that. Like, yeah. And plus, it showed like this person is a miner because he confidently like moved across the carts and stuff like that. Like, yeah. I don't know, like the little chase. Like you said, it's that's it's okay. like. It's murderous Scooby Doo, which which works for me. Like that that falls in my wheelhouse. I thought the in I thought the back strat, stretch in the mine, all that was all pretty dope. Like yeah, hmm. yeah. I don't. And I also I also like the strategy to leave the mines that they try a few other ways before they're like, hey, why don't we just take the way we came down? I on mean, the track. There's a lot of ways out of the mine, I'd guess. Yeah, but so it's, it's that way and nothing. <laughs> you know, it's well, really elevators. It's really that's where they tried to go. But validating to me that we have not once mentioned the new guy in the mine. Oh, I thought you were going to say like we had another host on the show. No, the new guy. <laughs> yeah. Okay. Like that. Because that guy was annoying as fuck, and yeah. uh, <laughs> I wasn't terribly sad when he died, and it wasn't like. I was like, well, he's going to get it. I'm just kind of waiting for him. Now, nah, he had the Shelly spot, like, oh, I'm a prankster, and I'm dead. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. He yep. He was being a bit of a, an a, annoyance throughout the film. I was like, mm -hmm. yeah, you're talking about, that, that, was, that was Howard, the one that they, uh, he fell uh, down the, the elevator shaft. Yeah. When he, 
when he ran off when he was such a hero, he ran off to leave all the yeah. to defend, the women to defend themselves. And t- talk talking about leaving the they women. They were probably behind. in better hands. <laughs> yeah, Jesus take the wheel. But like when 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 what was the guy with the mustache's name? Hollis. Hollis. Like when he died and his lady took it pretty hard, which is understandable. Like yeah, I, I would have been a little annoyed with her at that point as well. I would have given her like a good 20 seconds to super grieve like she was, but she's like, no, we got to stay with him. Like, lady, we got to go. Well, <laughs> pick him up and carry his ass out of here. We're leaving. <laughs> uh, we can't, was, yeah, I, I like that. We can't she, leave him like that. We can come back and get him after yeah. we get this guy out of here. <laughs> exactly. You got other talking about uh, Patty. I like Patty. You know, Patty and Hollis were the were the uh, true protagonists of this movie because I really liked them individually until you know Hollis dies, and then I liked them as a couple together. Um, Mm -hmm. I like whenever Sarah's talking about how she doesn't want to go to the dance anymore because TJ and Axel are just putting her in such a strain. And then Patty's like, you got to come. Cause I got a dress that's cut to here and slit to here. And woo. I just started <laughs> <Yeah>. cracking up. <laughs> She's like, that's, oh. that's the thing is like, I think I wanted more time with some of these people yeah. than just overall. It was like, it was the town story more than anyone's story. Yeah. And that I thought took me out of my investment a little bit. Yeah. Um, well, I'm yeah, glad the... Gretchen lived. I was like, "Come on, Gretchen." <laughs> yeah, because she got the she left. She she mm-hmm. was smart enough not to go in the mine. Well, she didn't have a any boyfriend at that point because Mr. Prankster was putting it on pretty hard to date her, and she wasn't having any of it. You know. Mm-hmm. But she's also the one that found the boiled heart. Yeah. So she was done. I was like, "All right, Gretchen." Man. I just want to loop back to it. The killer design is super dope. Like, I, there's a reason this movie does come back and gets kept in the, you know, does get rewatched and stuff like that. And it's not just because of the word Valentine in the name. Like, it's got a good base to it. There's, it's like a yeah. house where it needs to be like rebuilt or re- renovated a little bit. It's got good bones. This movie's yeah, the foundation solid. I, I, I will say that the, the outfit. The, the killer wears is pretty good. Um, yeah, it's just I, yeah. I didn't like the the old switcheroo. There's a base for a better movie. I feel like. Yeah, I agree with you. Uh, and you know maybe because every time you see most of these characters, it's all ensembled. You know, there's it's not just two of them. It's usually yeah. ten of them. And I mean, you get a little bit of an arc with uh, you know Sarah T J. And yeah. uh, the sheriff, but that's pretty much it. Everybody else is it's there's not you know one or two characters. It's here's ten of them, you know, and we're gonna pay attention to this conversation for thirty seconds, and then we're gonna pay attention to what these guys are doing for a little bit, and then these right. guys are doing for a little bit. I think, and I, it just kind of jumps a little bit too much, and it, it's yeah, bringing too many people what, into the fold. What 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 took me out of out of I mean, it it didn't have my interest a whole lot, but I was I was enjoying it. What yeah. what made me stop and go, oh man, mm-hmm. is when the sheriff was going out to the mine, right? And he he pulls up, 
and they they give him a ring as hey um we got a call back from by the way folks they did some research to figure out what might have happened to old harry or whatever and uh they wanted they called like the old uh insane asylum. Asylum. Yeah. you know they, they called them and said where is he do you know where he's at like, oh we don't have any record it's like which is probably bullshit but whatever um but well, uh he's Brian, about to Brian, go you got to remember they they couldn't find any records before they checked all the records yeah <laughs> they but usually records tend to be filed correctly and they're pretty quick to find but anyway he's about to go check on the mine right i can't remember why he was going out there um then he gets a call back from the station says oh they called us back with information and so he immediately turns around i was like well, what and then it goes back and we don't hear about what the hell happened Barry, yeah. till the well, end of the movie, uh, when when yeah. when when it cut to not getting that information, I was like, "Oh crap! They're they're pulling a switcheroo." That's when I that's when I figured that Harry wasn't the actual killer, it's because we didn't yeah. find out what happened to him till. I didn't. I like, oh, yeah. Well, that's what, that's what, what I I was going along with the ride that this was this was the old killer, which right. you know, would have been a preference of mine. Yeah. What I found weird about that is the fact that the deputy couldn't get the information from the hospital that the sheriff had to come back to the yeah. station to call that, to get that the information. That was some, that was some DM. You would have think, you would think the town would have had alerts from the hospital this whole time. It's not like there was HIPAA and stuff. Like there would have been a party in the town when Harry died, you know, yeah, five and, years. Yeah. And they don't know that the guy who killed a bunch of people in their city and went crazy died. Yeah, I, I guess. Think- eh. Insane asylums are probably good at losing records, so but it just feels like they would have known. Yeah. Well, I don't think that no. Harry ever really killed a bunch of people. I think he just killed the two people and then ate the other five that were trapped with him. <laughs> yeah, yeah. That's still something. But yes, yeah. I mean he's he's had a a, a grip on your town, a terror grip on your. He town was able to keep the dance away for twenty years. Yeah. Yeah, yeah. Yeah, he, you should he... have known that he passed away. Mission like, accomplished for Harry. I want to. The mayor just sucks that bad at keeping it. So does the sheriff at being informed of what's going on. Because they're terrified of having Halloween dances for years. Yeah. But they could have had them for five years before. Are we, are, are we, was saying, are we saying there's holes in this movie? <laughs> We've never you know, done that before. The one thing we don't like to find is holes. So. <laughs> hey, so... Oh, you're going to hate Tremors. Um, <laughs> yeah. I... I went on to IMDb. I was just curious about a couple things about this. I was looking at the year it was made versus Friday the 13th. Uh-huh. Um, and a, a, something jumped out at me. I'm going to throw a, sli- a small olive branch over to my bloody Valentine. Uh, because when I was looking at production photos, like there was a different shot of like Harry putting the woman on the shower. It says that more than five minutes of the film were cut out by the MPAA. Yeah. And who do we blame for it? John Lennon. <laughs> After John Lennon died, there was a major backlash against violent movies. And so, like, had John Lennon not gotten killed, Thanks, we would have gotten, like, the full shower sh- scene. So, like, it did have an impact on the world. <laughs> all, all you need is love in, in, yeah. in movies. Yeah. But, um, <laughs> yeah, I, that's sad. Yeah, I, and I don't know. I I haven't heard of like a director's cut out there. So five minutes be... in a movie like this is a big deal. 
It's it's all the le- it's you oh man we've talked about this with like the Friday the Thirteenth movies, um in those uh, like his name was Jason and Crystal Lake Memories documentaries where they're like oh all of this one got neutered this scene got neutered and it's like the MPAA goes in and they're like nah and it's like it's already an R movie what are you what are you doing like yeah. and they'll just be like nah that's too much you got to cut it to here and like Night, that stuff doesn't five. get saved off. It gets, it just gets lost to time. And there's all this work that goes into the staging of the effect. And there's all the work that goes into shooting it and stuff. And it's part of the movie. And it just gets like, nah, by, by a group that it's not even for. Yeah. Yeah. Folks, we, 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 we've talked about this off, off the pod. Like my, my big hate is um, what they did to nightmare on Elm street five, uh, dream child. Like the, I think almost every kill minus comic book kill. Uh, was uh well there's not many kills in that movie but um yeah they got cut like a bunch of their their kill scenes were cut down. yeah the the never sleep nothing. again documentary for those um outlays it's always just like it's so tragic because like again if if a horror movie's not for you it's not for you that's fine yeah but it's like the same problem I have with movie critics when a movie just obviously isn't for them. Yeah. And they still review it. Who are you reviewing it for? Like, have somebody that reviews that's into that kind of movie review it, and then give the disclaimer, like, "Hey, this might not be for you because." But don't go in there and you know do like the uh, the Ebert thing where you're like, "I'm going to tell you the ending of the to the movie because I don't think you should watch it." Thanks, dude. You know, like that's not your job. Um, and so this is one of those things like these people who the movie isn't for just act as like this weird police of it. It's, even though it's got the notification that yeah. nah, you should be 18 or over. And you know what? Do whatever else you want to do to say like, look, this movie's not good, but like it's movies are art and you don't walk around and go like, nah, this art's got a dick, you know, like you can't <laughs> watch this in the museum. Yeah. Like it's, that's not how it works. Yeah. The moral um, brigade needs to stop. It's like, and it's never really has stopped. It, it it just changes form from time to time. The goalposts change. But yeah. like you you mentioned that, but at the same point as uh, Brian, do you remember when Jane Silent Bob Strikes Back came out on DVD in oh one oh two, and we rented it, and there was something like forty five minutes that the MPAA made Kevin Smith cut out of that movie to give it an R rating because it had a threat of an NC seventeen, which can't be housed in most theaters. So once it other... hits that. And Wes Craven had that same kind of thing happen to him. I can't remember which movie, but it pissed him off so much he threatened to open up his own rating studio to give it an R. That would give a movie awesome. an R. They yeah. should have done that. No, what that is, so if you look at the there's there's a balance to unrated and director's movies, right? And it's like South Park the movie is the perfect example of it. Once, because the MPAA screwed up the game so much, you had to just add stuff you never had the intention of having in the movie so that you could use it as your negotiation with the MPAA. And it's like, you've got the movie you want to put out there, and if you add 10 extra little things, or if you throw in these couple curse words, you could be like, okay, okay, I hear you. Like, this is bad. Let me cut this. And they're like, okay. And you're left with the movie you want. Like, that was people... Mm -hmm figuring out how the system worked. Kevin Smith had to do that, you know, to make the movie had, because Jay and Silent Bob Strikes Back has a lot of ridiculous stuff. And the same thing yes, with... but the stuff that he cut is not 
anything outrageous that was in that movie. It was there was more outrageous stuff that was left in the final version than what I, was cut. I would say there's always. I mean, there's some I think, ridiculous. I think stuff restraints there. are good, um, and it just depends on the restraint. Like when you saw Arrested Development get picked up for season four on Netflix, and they celebrated the fact they were no longer constrained to the 23 minutes you have to do on on primetime TV. Well, that's a problem when your comedy has 23 minutes of comedy or has a beat and has a pace and has a heart. And all of a sudden you're like, we can do whatever we want. This is a 36 minute episode of Arrested Development. It does. It didn't work then because they lost their timing. They lost their, they lost their pep. So yeah. I think there's certain constraints They're, that make you more yeah. creative. But when you're going to that finished cut of the movie and the whole point is this gruesome killer and there's, Artists, and we're going to say artists, you know, like Tom Savini, like the Kyoto brothers, like, you know, whatever other, the Nicoteros, like, uh, they're, they're artists and they spend their time crafting these fake heads, you know, filling up this chest capsule with worms or whatever else it is. And you just walk in there and go, nah, it's not tasteful. Screw you. You yeah. know, like, that's not, that's, that's not exactly what you're here for. Tell us it's an R and move on. Yeah, so like, did you have you did you hear all the stuff? You mentioned South Park earlier, bigger, longer, and uncut. Do you know the original name for that movie? I don't. So the original name that they presented was South Park Uncircumcised, and they MPA said no, you can't use that name. So they kind of off the cuff. Okay, bigger, longer, and uncut. They'd already released all the promotional material for bigger, longer, and uncut because it was approved, and then somebody at the MPA got the joke. That because the original title was uncircumcised, that bigger, longer, and uncut is just saying it's uncircumcised. Yeah. And they threatened to change the rating to NC-17. They had and then power. The good thing about Viacom is they responded is if you change the rating, we're suing you for all the promotional material that right. you said we could have. And we're going to sue you to recut, re-edit the movie. Yeah. And so they, they left it at an R. Nice. But yeah, that was... Uh, but I, but Matt, Matt and Trey have talked about all the stuff they had in there that they knew they were just offering up to the MPAA gods. And yeah. that's, that's, that's when you know the system's broken. So, and when you know you can manipulate it like to get this. what you want in any way. Yeah. So uh, that's uh, an impassioned little, little take there, but screw the MPAA. Yeah. I'm with you. I so frustrating. So this could have been a better movie that we, I'm not, I'm not even going to, I'm going to actually give them, you know, like a quarter point because go on the IMDb page and look through the movie photos and you'll see some alternate angles on stuff. And you're going to be like, Oh, what was that? It's probably on the cutting room floor and lost forever because no one was paying to store old film reels from my bloody Valentine. Like the, the stuff that got chopped and that's the shame, right? You know, if it was done today, you know, it was done anywhere like once DVD was announced, they would have shelved it aside and we're going to release our director's cut. And of course, then that turned into just like these long, like extra nothing of value got added. But there was this yeah. like blip in time where it was like, OK, this is the better movie. Like one of the ones we're going to get to eh, probably in two months for me is one where the extended edition is like 15 more minutes. And it is the movie that should have gone to theaters. Um, but it just so frustrating, like. Listed as an R, I remember when you'd go to the movie theaters, there would be like the sheet. Like I know, 
I know at like the AMC they had this. They probably had it show us. You could look at a, a document that would say like what content got it the rating. You yep. know, if whatever, like add it, add it however you want to in there. Take four pages to outline why this movie is unwholesome or unfit for viewing or has scenes that will shock people too much. And that's going to make it sell better probably, but like do that, but don't be this. You're not the creator of the movie and the MPAA has been the creator of the movies and the designer of the movies for way too long. So, and this, I think this is going to be one of my, uh, one of my new standards for it. Like knowing what was lost just because John Lennon died whatever yeah yeah no i like i said i'm I'm with you i I, (laughs) little things can change so much Mm -hmm. yes with having to take that stuff out is a big deal big and and acknowledging that having restraints makes people more creative is Mm -hmm. also exists having the looming of we need to do x y or z to keep a rating okay but it was always so on a whim each year what could get you an R was different. The fact that there's boobs in PG movies, like Smoking the Bandit Three is PG with gigantic boobs in one of those scenes. You know, think about yeah. it. Yeah, like, and I also think that where the MPA is also flawed is it depends what director or what studio oh, yeah. is bringing the project to them. So Vendetta and uh, Agenda are are also things that happen because. Yep, they're not a they're not a robot or a machine that has standards that um, will be equally applied across the board. It's person to person. If they don't like a director or uh, you know whatever any any anybody related to the film, they can do what they probably want to give it some trouble. The the one thing they have right, and so like it's right on that line, is for PG thirteen movies you can have one f bomb. Good. You've given me a hard set rule. Yeah. I can make X-Men Days of Future Past and I can have Wolverine say, go fuck yourself. Awesome. You know, like I know I can do that going into that movie and it's not going to need to get chopped to keep the rating I was shooting for. Give me hard set rules and let's go. You know, everything else is unacceptable, I feel like. Um, So moving on, Uh, Brian. (laughs) Any sweet treats from the movie? Well, yeah, I mean the whole movie. It's a you know, it's it's Valentine's and chocolates. <laughs> chocolates are literally a sweet treat. <laughs> I I uh, I feel like there's a couple different like movie food blogs and you know video things you should follow and do from Brian because oh, the really? the food's always close to your heart. Yeah. Well, uh, I think not many of them have features of food. What really like? I've, what, what was the? I mean, because squirm that meal just <laughs> right lovely, and it got ruined it was it it broke my heart just, a little bit it's a shame it was um well, any other I, likes or dislikes you guys want to call out from here i kind of like that this is the second movie in a row where hot dogs are featured food <laughs> yeah i'm i don't <laughs> know <laughs> i've got <laughs> i've got my next week picked and i haven't seen it so i don't know if i'm gonna break the streak or not so i apologize in advance Probably um, will. I know. Um, I do have a quote that I liked. Uh-huh. <laughs> when he runs in, it's Harry Warden. He's here. Everybody get the fuck out. 
<laughs> I just love, like, get the hell out of here. It's Harry Warden. He's here. Everybody get the fuck out. Like, I just love that delivery so much. I was just cracking up. The, the other thing I really find funny, and it, it's been, it, whenever, Al, uh, I'm sorry, whenever Axel is running out of the mine, we're back into it. It reminded me of uh, Matthew McConaughey in Tropic Thunder when he, after he throws the T-boat, <laughs> he scurries out. Yeah. That's what it reminded me of. <sighs> seeing him just, oh, I, it, one more time. <laughs> I'm going to talk about how I'm so upset that the, the killer wasn't who they thought it was. I thought it was great that when Axel and TJ realized that the, the, the girl that they were both after and other people that they supposedly gave a shit about were in the mine and the killer was here, that they pretty much put everything aside to do what was right. I was like, that's good. That's okay. That's, that was a redemption moment for me. Yeah. And they, 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 they stole it. Yep. I was like, come on, man. Come on. It's like these two, they, 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 they both were realizing that they, it seemed like in that scene, they both realized what they were fighting over was, uh, was important to them, but not worth other people's lives. Yes. And that was nullified when Axel was revealed as the, the killer. So whenever you find out that Axel's the killer, do you think that he actually cares about Sarah? Yes. Because at the very beginning of the movie, he takes out, he's with the other girl down into, in the mines. And I know that he ends up, you know, him throwing the, her uh, onto a spike or whatever, sticking out of the wall and it pierces her little heart tattoo. Mm-hmm. But she, Maybe kind of she question was the whether girl he actually like, cared. Maybe he her. was the girl who like led the uh, the revival of the dance and stuff. Or was like a proponent of bringing it back. There, yeah, there could have been, you know, what happened the week before in that town. I, yeah. I so, just took it that she was a hooker or something that he met somewhere because nobody. It is a mining town. I, nobody yeah. ever mentions that the girl's missing. <laughs> yeah, it's it's a mining town. You know, there's going to be uh, some sex workers, probably. You know undoubtedly of the 3,400 people there, yeah. uh, you know, someone is probably helping facilitate the mine. No, I, th- I, I, I don't think, um, I don't think Axel was, uh, uncaring towards Sarah. I, like yeah. TJ coming back was not part of anyone's plan. <laughs> Axel didn't have any plans. It, it be, like, once again, back to the motivation, like it was just like oh it was, the dance is happening I got to start killing people for reasons yeah right? yeah like none of that was something he planned well, if, if they if like think about it if 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 they'd never done the dance if they'd kept doing their town legend thing this wouldn't have happened and Axel and Sarah may have ended up together yeah that's a good point I also uh, when Axel's unmasked just I hate when they do this in movies whenever the killer's unmasked or whatever you find out so-and-so is a villain how they just do the blank stare with the pause and it allows the the uh, non-killers to get away i just dislike yeah that so much. I, it could be like that real so like one of the things this could have been a trigger event you know just the dance now happening like it yeah. starts to unlock yeah. something and one of the things that maybe could have happened maybe at the bar he sees her heart tattoo and it's a valentine 
right? So like that throws that begins like this swell. So like I always think it could be like the the realization there's no going back now. Whereas well, as long as he kept in the mask and he knew the minds, he could conceivably get away with it. Yeah. And so it's like just like that the realization, like your side personality that's been lurking the whole time, meeting the fresh air. Um, yeah. Like I, I get a lot of times where it's like it's it is a thing, but at least with this guy, there's been enough of a I feel like two personality thing that having that pause worked for me or like, but it was it was extremely eighties because then we get the little kid music and like the you know the seeing the murder of the kid uh, or of his yeah. dad. You know, so I just, like it I just, just take the, the vacant stare. Yeah, and it, but he was he was ba- <laughs> backflash. No, you know? What I'm saying is any emotion, any emotion, rather than just the yeah. vacant stare. Oh. I don't like that. <laughs> it's like yeah, yeah, it's yeah. not. There's not a sense of oh shit they caught me or you know I'm really pissed or anything like that. It's just like. He, his look imagines what I what I pick. Well, I guess it would work. What I picture that the shape's face would be after someone ripped his mask off whenever he's trying to kill somebody, just yeah. vacant. Yeah, I agree. But he's not built that way throughout the movie for that to. You know what I mean for I for it to be exposed. I think he would have, should have shown. Well, so I think each kill action. probably takes a, you know whatever. Um, that I ju- I just think it's like that fresh air meeting his face while he's in killer mode is a shock. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but so I I buy it here. I also like how he's like, screw y'all, me and Harry Warden are coming back. <laughs> <laughs> you kitties. Uh, movie pairings. Let's 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 move this on. Um, Brian, would you like to go first? Yeah, sure. Um, I would actually pair this with Scream. Ooh, for uh, what order? Uh, this one and then Scream. Just What's your? Uh, why do you feel like? What what brought you to Scream from it? Oh, uh, the similarities of the killers. Um, in a sense, uh, Axel did have an accomplice. And it was just mystery and misdirection of who the killers were. Sure. And that does happen in Scream, too. Yeah. Scream as well. Yeah, we know <laughs> what you're saying. Uh, Zach, what do you got? Um, I would actually pair this with uh, the original Friday the 13th. Really? Yes, yes. What order? I would show this one first, and then Friday the Thirteenth. Yeah, no, I, it's there's some there's a lot of Friday the Thirteenth vibes. Um, <laughs> the I'm curious because I know like Friday the Thirteenth released in the eight in 1980. I'm curious, you know, what the production ramp ups and things like that, how much of it they got to see or how much influence could have seeped over. Cause you never know what was already in the can or whatever. Yeah. Um, I, I just really want a pair of two movies that have Friday the 13th as a hey. storyline in them both. Nice. I, I'm going to do the, the cliche that we do sometimes and sometimes not. Um, I got to run the remake with this. Mm-hmm. Um, the remake is a lot of fun. It's the same guy who directed like drive angry. Um, and it's probably a little more over the top. The I've had it in 3D. The disc was, I think I've heard like maybe this, it wasn't just my disc, but like in the back <laughs> finale sequence, there's like a part where it kind of stalls out. So there's always like two minutes I'd never seen. Um, finally, I just watched the 2D version. 
Um, <laughs> but it's it's cool. I, I recommend giving the remake a watch. I, I think this is one of those perfect movies for a remake because it wasn't perfect. Uh, mm-hmm. It's not like it was, you know, a bunch of sequels came out of or stuff like that. I think it was worth revisiting. Uh, it's The remake's got its little timing things and stuff that could be tightened up a little bit too. But I think it was a, a good remake and, a, and and like I said, the right type of movie to, to remake. So I think it'd be fun to just do the the Valentine's Massacre of watching both of them. Uh, I think that's a good time. Uh, and if uh, you want to watch the remake, guys, it's on uh, HBO Max. Really? Oh. Yes, sir. Nice. Uh, rankings. Uh, who wants to go first? Um, I'll go. This is a middle of the road movie for me. I would, uh, even though I was so terrified the first time I watched it, it so young, it really I wasn't terrified this time. And you know, like I said, I was over it pretty quick. I would put this right around, uh, probably just below basket case. Ahead okay. of, uh, so just so to set the, the stage real me. quick, I want to throw out my old, uh, blah, 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 blah. uh, the lost Ro- lost remote podcast. We like to rank only the movies we've seen. And of those movies, we keep our running total. What's the greatest movie of all time. Everything else fits somewhere in between there. We're not giving things four stars, five stars, thumbs up, whatever. It's where does it fit out of the content we've watched. So, uh, Zach, you said better than Basket Case or just below Basket Case? Just below Basket Case. Sure. So it's just right middle of the road for me. Uh, To give you context, that means this is better than Return to Oz. Yes. Okay. Wow. I just... Yeah, I'll watch I know, it before I watch Return of Oz now. There's a couple movies we've done where it's like, maybe we should have just kept those outside of rankings because it's weird to rank like something like that again. But like, it's also fun to just throw them all in the pit and let them fight. I like wow. throwing them in the pit. Let yeah, fight. yeah me too. I, I, Brian, I don't know if I actually think it's better, but it's something I, I base my rankings on what I'll watch again first. Right. And yeah, I will rewatch that's, this like, before I that, that, that's That's my standard too, is what I, yeah. what I would like to watch. More like, than the other, yeah. I usually picture it as if I'm if I've got the two in my hand, what am I putting in? Yeah. Um, because, I mean, like, yeah, exactly. <laughs> Brian, do you need any context on yours? Your top three are Batman, Poltergeist, and Scrooge. No, I, your I'm, bottom I'm, is Terror Train. Yeah. Uh, this is just above Terror Train. Okay. So Ooh. not as good as Squirm. No, actually. Brian hates my movies. <laughs> <laughs> With the exception of Poltergeist. <laughs> my bloody Valentine terror train. Oh, I did. Uh, and Zach, I texted you this. There's a picture of Joe Bob Briggs on a train yesterday. Yeah. And he's like, riding on a train. I'm like, terror train. <laughs> <laughs> and I got a like. <laughs> I mean, he had time on his hands. He was on a train, but uh, man, we need to do like our terror train tour of America and just get on Amtrak together. Uh, <laughs> I've been I've been wanting to do an. an oh, you know what would be fun? Uh-huh. Uh huh. Getting one of those like Amtrak passes and like hitting different cities and then like popping out to their drive-ins or you know like their art house theaters and stuff like that across the country. That'd be a good trip. 
I'm going to try to put together a train trip, but uh, probably not this year. Um, so looking at mine, I got to say... I'm not going to lie, this wasn't an easy one to place. Yeah, I'm going to put it just above... it's not terrible, it's not something I'd... I'm going to put it above Hellraiser for me. So for context, well, Hellraiser's towards the back of mine. Yeah. Um, for context... Kind of like my middle is Basket Case, Evil Dead, Poltergeist, Hellraiser. Mm. So I think I'd put it, because I'd rather, I, and we've talked about with the Hellraiser, if this was two, it's a different story. Yeah. Uh, you know, all the Julius. I think it'd be fun to just watch the town get massacred again more. So, yeah, it's a little uneven for how I feel about that, but. I think I think that's what I'm doing. I'm knocking down Hellraiser one. Uh, no, do not do oh, that. No. <laughs> <laughs> this is our thirteenth movie. Speaking uh -oh. of Friday the Thirteenth, so in two more. Uh, so at the end of the month, after Brian's movie, we will once again list out the entire fifteen. Uh, so we're close to. Really looking at it and going, my God, what have I done? Or yeah, I'm good with that. Yeah. <laughs> so uh, uh, are we? Are you guys? Will, if when we review all 15, are you going to want to do any shuffling? <laughs> you know what? I'm up? down for that actually occurring. Because because you know we have the recency around. bias that we've talked about. I'm oh, sorry, Brian. What'd you say? No, no, no. Like I'm down. Like uh, if there's if if once you look at the list, you go, oh, I don't know. You start really comparing. Uh, I, I think. Um, yeah. And I, like I said, we talked about before, there is kind of a recency bias that we might have something low or high that we're like, yeah, that does not belong there. I like going no regrets, man. <laughs> you know, like, <laughs> I, 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 okay, here's what we can do. I think a fun bonus episode maybe, or maybe as part of the last episode of the month here, we do a redraft. Like we have, our list is final. But we give ourselves a chance for like a, a alternate universe redraft on it. Uh, we'll figure that out. But okay, like if it was today's episode, we uh, we blew up on the MPAA for about twenty minutes, so we're going <laughs> long anyway. Uh, I'm happy about that. That's better than therapy. Again, screw the MPAA. <laughs> but yeah. um, it I we'll see where it fits. We'll figure out. We might. You know what? We might add it to. Uh, when we do the uh, the spring show S three special, you know, extreme yeah. special or whatever, um, we'll bring a redraft version. in there. Yeah. <laughs> so okay, that's kind of wrapping that, up are everything we do that for Easter. The spring one, we're going to call it the show S three egg extravaganza. Uh, we'll see. I, you know, there's there's another show S three special coming around. We're going to have to discuss the timing of that. But I do love the concept of an extravaganza. <laughs> what do you got in the basket? Easter eggs? Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> All right. So uh, next week, unfortunately, our selection will not be one you can get for free on streaming services. For a couple bucks, you can rent it. I mean, double check. Maybe it'll get posted. Uh, I'm going to pick something I haven't seen. I don't know if you guys have seen it. But it's the 20-year anniversary. I picked it up a few months ago. I didn't even remember it existed. But it's the movie Valentine. And I was sold. So I was watching Urban Legend, which we'll do on here sometime because I enjoyed it. 
And I was like, man, I, I like this guy's movie. Like, what else did he do? And I'm looking at him like, he did a horror movie with Denise Richards that's Valentine's themed? And I didn't oh, watch shit. it? Oh, shit. I've seen it. <laughs> I got to see this. Uh, because Denise Richards is very much in my uh, late teens uh, super crushes. So no, I remember this movie-ish. Uh, I don't remember a lot about it. I've seen it once. Perfect. I will make sure you gentlemen are able to watch it. Um, and then if you're out there and want to watch along with this, it's one that other people have been picking up and reviewing lately. Um, so it's not like we're going to be the only ones to the game, but that's fine. It's called Valentine and it's Valentine's day. I'll also make sure we get it posted before mm -hmm. Sunday, you know, next week we'll, we'll have it up on the Friday or something a little earlier than we do. Um, and then we'll take, probably our two-week break and brian will bring us a movie that last week of the month um joe bob's valentine spectacular february 12th on shutter what else do we got guys any other housekeeping uh heads up updates things to call out nah <laughs> <laughs> uh i do want to shout out my episode of the useless knowledge podcast look up useless knowledge on spotify itunes whatever else uh, it's kind of spelled weird on Twitter. Uh, there was a fun episode we did, and I talked about it for a moment last week, but where we did a, uh, if we were going to do our dream sequels to Demon Knight, and I thought it was a really good uh, convo, so look that out. Um, also on our Twitter page, um, we now belong to a, uh, a cabal, I don't know if that's the correct use of the word, but of other podcasts uh, to support each other. And so there's a lot of good ones I'm checking out this week and we're going to try to keep them promoted through our page as well. So, hmm. you know, look for, through some other examples, uh, watch, listen to one about tremors yesterday and, you know, things like that. So it's, it's a good time. There's a lot of good stuff out there. So what are you and Casey covering on your next useless knowledge? You know, so we're, <laughs> so Casey is in the home stretch of his wife having their third child. Congratulations. And we I, are moving I, to bi-weekly. Uh, okay. Uh, so we don't have one this week. And a lot of times the way it works is Casey texts me like two days before. And he's like, hey, this is what we're doing. I'm like, okay. I think, and I, I, I apologize to him if we do, we might be double dipping on Valentine. He kind of wanted to talk about it. And I don't remember if that's where we went or not. Uh, it's, I always just follow, I'm, I'm in a ship. And I have the sails up, and Casey is the wind, and wherever he blows, it takes us. Mm -hmm. Good, good, good. I thought you were <laughs> going to say he was in the he was in the middle of watching Children of the Corn. He is in the middle of he no, he just watched all like seven Children of the Corn movies. Yeah, so. I I've been paying attention to him on He's Twitter. It's, it's hilarious. He, it's he, good stuff. He uh he is he he gets on to me sometimes. How could you be so bad? How were you so mean to Terror Train? I'm like Terror Train was fine. Ah, you know he's a very positive person about these things, and that's uh, great. It's infectious. Um, but it's not always like there's a lot of times where a friend will ask like, "How was this greatest movie of all time?" I'm like, "Case, it's it's all right. You should definitely catch it, but like, let's let's give a different bar." So yeah. that's kind of our relationship. There is. <laughs> I'm glad I think, I'm somewhat of the opposite. And I was like, you know, Evil Dead's okay. <laughs> <laughs> Evil Dead is amazing. Yeah. yeah, sure. It it's groundbreaking in what we there's an episode on it. Just listen. <laughs> yeah, uh, back in the archives. <laughs> I, I mean, they're all there. The uh, the podcast is televised. Um, 
I don't think I had anything else. Oh, watch. Uh, I was going to joke. Dang it. I was going to say, like, our next horror movie is the Simpsons episode where Ralph gets his heart broken on Valentine's. I choo, so, choo, yeah, go watch the uh, Choo Choo Choose You episode of Simpsons for the Valentine spirit. Um, that's it for me. Zach, anything else? Uh, no. Um, well, yeah. <laughs> nope. Every week it's no. Uh, I think I just caught the new Denzel movie, Little Things. Hmm. I would <clears throat> recommend for everybody to give it a watch. What's that on? It's it's on HBO Max. It's actually in theaters and uh, currently streaming on HBO Max dually. Um, so, uh, guys, take full advantage of WB putting all their stuff on HBO Max this year. So. You get Kong Godzilla next month. We get the new Mortal Kombat, I think, in April. There's new Conjuring at some point. Yes, oh, you get uh, the, the next movie I think they're bringing out is, um, um, oh, man, it's Kong and Godzilla come out at the end of March. I know yeah, that. Okay. But there's um, one that comes out the 12th. Um, I'm trying to think. I can't remember. Give me two seconds. Well, I was about to say, even though, like, if okay, folks, there, I I'm of the opinion that there are certain movies that you should go to a theater to watch, and those include many of pretty mo- most of the superhero movies that have ever come out. Mm-hmm. You should go to a theater. Uh, Godzilla versus King Kong or Kong versus Godzilla. I can't remember which one comes first in title, whatever. Uh, I'm going with a friend of mine, Carl, and we've gone to a theater to watch all of those new Godzillas plus Shin Godzilla. Um, that kind of movie with the grandeur and scale of the subject matter, I think really. You should go to a theater for that kind of thing. And yeah, if you can't, you can go. That's fine watching it. But uh, we we plan on going to a theater for that. I yeah. So I don't disagree. Um, yeah, I don't. Last disagree week either. though, I had a setup that I think is going to treat me just fine. Mm-hmm. Uh, I have an Oculus headset, and I also bought one of those haptic feedback vests. <laughs> and I hooked, and I hooked it up last week for Pacific Rim, and this is the first time with a like I just turned it on like I I I've just I haven't used it much. I played Beat Saber with it. I'm like cool. The little beats are hitting my body. When I tell you my soul left my body several times watching Pacific Rim with this vest, it has like two sensors up around your chest and like three on your back, and the way the sound reaches inside you there was like this part where some jets come flying out at the kaiju and like i was like reacting forward like the when the monsters would emerge or scream or hit like i'm just getting rocketed back like it felt like i exercised too uh and plus when you're watching it inside the the vr it's like imax size yeah so for what i am going to continue do for the next few months um it's it's gonna be just fine for me and the way it's set up my buddy we're gonna be able to watch it together so i'm gonna be in a virtual movie theater getting my body rocked while watching with my friend and not having anyone else's cell phone on 
It's not the movie theater. I can't wait to get back into the theater. I'm just, I'm not there yet. Um, there's a lot of personal yeah. decision around that, uh, you know, yeah. but like, this is going to be just fine. <laughs> like, yeah. I, the Pacific Rim experience knocked my socks off. Uh, it, as far as the, uh, it's the Wooger Edge vest. And like I said, I think it's got five different little base suppliers around your body. So like, yeah. I, I've got my headphones with the sound and you run the audio cord through the vest. And so it's just taking, even when my buddy hopped into the virtual lobby, his voice is low. And he's like, Hey man, what's up? And like, it was like, Oh, I heard you say hello. <laughs> like the bass <laughs> trebles off his voice. We're registering off this voice, let alone Kaiju. <laughs> and you know, it yeah. was Awesome. All right, Zach, like do you find it. what you're looking for? Yeah, okay, so the next three <laughs> things that HBO Max is going to dual uh, release with theaters is um, the first one is Judas and the Black Messiah, and that comes out on the 12th of February. On the 26th of February, it's the Tom and Jerry movie, and yes. then March 31st is Godzilla vs. Kong. I mean, I'm going to watch the Tom. I wouldn't have gone to the theater for Tom and Jerry, but I'll no. watch it. Yeah, yeah. Well, I will definitely be watching it. So. I want Chloe uh, to go full hit girl on them at some point. Because <laughs> Chloe Grace, Chloe Grace Moretz is in there, opposite of the Tom and Jerry. And Chloe I just Moretz want her Grace. to. Is it? Is that how you say? It? Yeah. Yeah. I want her to go full hit girl on Tom and Jerry. I think full be a full carry on them. <laughs> yeah. Yeah, I'm really <clears throat> really sad I about. That one? I watched that one. Don't mention the hit girl because I'm really sad that we never got the hit girl movie. Yeah, you never know. I know <laughs> it's not coming. Kick Ass 2 was the most ripped off movie uh, in uh, whenever it's in theaters. It was, mm. you know, illegally downloaded the most. So, right. Uh, Which yeah. I don't know why you picked that movie. But, you know. Right. Brian, you want to take us home? Yeah. All right. So, um, we have to talk about this again. Uh, stop leaving ladies alone in precarious situations. Even though I know, I know what we're talking about. What I'm talking about, folks, is the shower scene that um, was discussed earlier in the podcast. It's a man and a woman. They're making out you know and uh she mentions you know we need beers and she even offers to go with him to get the beers you know it's nice you know as a couple hanging out you know we'll just go get the beers we'll come back and you know we'll fool around no babe you stay here all alone in this dark place please just stay alone I understand. He doesn't know that there's a killer around. I get it. But, you know, why would you deny the presence of a lovely lady? Just, it's, she's got nothing to do but just stay there and do nothing. And get into trouble. And that's what happens. She ends up dead because, I don't know, some, like, chivalry's fine, but she wanted to, you know, she just wants to hang out with you. Just let her. Let her hang out. Just stop leaving people just people in general alone in bad places 